At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I'm like, what, what's next? Like a butthole wax? Like, I'm good. Probably. You know? Yeah. I mean, I that exists. That's a thing. I know. I know. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun at all. What is up, friends? Welcome back to Overshare, the podcast. I am Jocelyn, and I am joined by my co-host, my PIC, my friend, Lily Lils. I was trying to think of something else, well, another superlative or whatever, but I couldn't think of one. We used to do so many things, so it was easy to just like rattle things off. But like now we've seen each other like in person like once in like a year or so. I know. It's crazy. But Lily, the world is starting to come back to life. People are getting vaxxed. People are getting waxed. Speak for People. yourself. <laughs> so, I mean, you're going to be able to have a very multi-hyphenate lifestyle again very soon. Should I, you choose. Yeah, And I'm old. I need to like start dating. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Now, I, love I don't know why I really need to because it's not like I'm like, oh, I need to have kids. But but you want like companionship. You want someone to take out your trash. Oh, that would be nice. At your apartment. <gasps> right? I have I have my my <laughs> share well early today. Oh wow. Something brought you joy. This Guess is so out of I character for night. you. <laughs> what? Guess what I did. What? At 2 a.m. <laughs> um, you finally got that dunkaroo stuff you've been looking for for two years. Oh no, that would have been nice. But also <laughs> I heard it's a, it's all sham anyway. Um no, I finally threw out my Christmas tree. Stop. Okay, when you say you threw out your Christmas tree at 2 a.m., it makes me feel like you did it in the cover of darkness because you did something illegal with it. Did you okay, allegedly so he, so do here, something illegal? Here was the thing. I didn't know whether I was allowed to just like leave it on the side of the road or not. So I decided it wasn't that big. And by now it's kind of like shriveled up. So um, Lisa and I were, had discussed it the other day and she was like, would you put it in a um, like recycling? And I'm like, because there's no like yard, tri- like there's like the trimmings bin usually right, at the house, like the green like, bin where you put exactly, your. But the apartment building doesn't have the green bin, so I was like, recyclable. 
it's from the earth, whatever. So um, I did it um, in the cover of darkness more so just to in shame. Um, so no one else would see me and be like, why the shame fuck that do you are you doing have something- a Christmas tree yes, in May? I, I was going to say shame that you're doing something illegal with your trash or shame that you still have the Christmas no, tree. Just pure embarrassment. And right. my um, answer, if I did run into anyone, which I hoped they would be drunk if it was going to be 2 a.m., okay. but uh, was just going to be that it was in a room that I never go in. Right. In your Even mansion. Though yes, it is in exactly. The, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, well, I feel like I'm really happy for you. I think you've really turned a new leaf or a new branch. <laughs> but I also feel like we should jump into the show. Are you ready? Yeah. So over it. What she said. So now that we have started this show off in such an uncharacteristic fashion, sharing something that brought you joy, what are you over this week? Um, I did write something down. Oh, wow. Lil, coming in hot. I know, I know, right? With the preparations. So uh, no, I started to write it down, but I wrote, finally took out my tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll share what I'm over. Okay. And that is a revelation that came to me very recently. Because quite frankly, the last year, we've just been trying to survive. Thriving has not really been possible to the extent that I, at which I wish it was. And I'm a person who is crazy when it comes to like doctor appointments, dentist appointments, getting my skin checked for any like skin cancer, all that kind of jazz, right? Like I'm the person who goes to the doctor and I'm like, take out all my blood, do all of the things. I want to know what's wrong with me if there is anything wrong immediately. A few days ago, I realized I cannot even remember the last time I went to the dentist and my teeth are dirty, dirty birds. I have not had my teeth cleaned. I can't remember. I cannot remember. And I am the woman who goes to the dentist, if possible, like every three to four months, if my insurance will hook me up. And these teeth have not been anti-plaqued, anti-tartered or whatever the heck that's called. In over a year, over a year now, I have a, a dirty, dirty mouth. I'm not happy about it. I need you to stop saying you're like the orbit lady. (laughs) Um, Clean it up. Uh, Clean it up. No, actually, Lisa and I were just talking about this. We are on the same page teeth wise. Um, And as in we have basically holes in our teeth. Um, And she brought up that it's like, even if you have dental insurance, it doesn't cover anything. No. Like at all, it covers the cleaning, and it's like it covers that's, just very that's basic the things. Bare minimum of what I need. One hundred percent. Give me dentures at this point. Uh, probably ten to fifteen years ago, before I had good health insurance, or before I had any dental insurance, I had to have a lot of emergency dental work done. Actually, we might have even talked about it on this show, and I mean, it was probably. Five to $10,000. And at the time, that might as well have been like $2 million. I had to like finance my teeth jobs. I, that's why I'm it was poor crazy. now. Is because like between my teeth back, that was a few thousand dollars. My emergency root canal you had to drive me to. Then all my back stuff. It's doctor things. But, but I'm ready. I'm ready to go to the, the dentist. Worst. I got to make my appointment. I still go to my dentist in my hometown of Downey, California. <laughs> like Dr. Merrigan. One. Dr. Merrigan, shout out to you. I tried to start going to a dentist in LA 
but it was like trying to get into the hottest club in Los Angeles. It was like a line out the door for two years. Like who knew dentists were such hot freaking commodities? Okay. Got to stop you there. That's how I feel about all doctors. That's why I don't. That's not why I don't do it. I don't (laughs) do it for a number of other reasons, but this is one of them Uh, that it literally I've never called to make an appointment anywhere in LA where it's like, yeah, come in tomorrow or in a couple of days. It's like, oh, we can fit you in in three months. <laughs> like I, I, when I was calling with my back, when I like couldn't move, they would like, oh, we have an opening um, in uh, December. And I'm like, cool. What? What am I supposed? And I'm like crying on the phone. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Till yeah, you gotta like, like, you gotta bring the drama in that oh, case. You gotta every, cry, bring say, the tears, yeah, do all guys, the things, get you, hysterical. If you are calling around trying to get some appointments and you can cry, and I'm someone that like it, <laughs> Dane and I used to bond over this, but it's like if we even get the slightest bit of emotion, did you just spill? I just spilled, but continue on. Do you need to get <laughs> this, up and get I a- was going to say this show is live, but it's not. No, it's fine. It's a clear liquid. I don't really care. I feel we'll like live. This, this house is meant to be lived in. So when stuff gets spilled, I'm just like, it's fine. Um, I'm um, so sorry. I'm so sorry saying, that you have to cry. <laughs> that, yeah, Dane and I, though, used to bond that just the slightest bit of like, if you like kind of feel like you're going to cry, it just comes out. Can't stop it. And um definitely out of frustration i feel like i'll burst into tears on the phone but almost every time they call back within like 20 minutes they're like so i actually got you an appointment next week well (laughs) see that's nice that's great yeah but but i shouldn't have to cry no you should not have to cry but now i am thinking in hindsight aka hindsight from one minute ago that because so many other people like myself have not gone to the dentist in over a year because of covid i bet you the wait times are crazy because they're just backed up with appointments. See, I'll and keep you posted. I'll keep uh, you posted. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not going to find out. Um, back to <laughs> me and Lisa not wanting to go. It's uh, similar to the Christmas tree that just shame that I am. I don't go unless I absolutely have to. And when I do, it's like, OK, we're going to focus on this one. And you're only going to look at that one. You're not going to look at anywhere else. We're not going to do anything. I can't afford those ones. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Don't feel shame because there are people who have probably never had the privilege of going to the dentist in their entire life. And so you're not alone. But the that, one thing but I will say problem is that I have and I oh, if you the number of cavities, I like the fillings I have in my mouth at this time are not in the just in the double digits, but like so high up that I can't even imagine what it is now because it's been so long. And all I do is drink Dr. Pepper. Well, I mean, you could always do what I told my dentist I wanted to do. And just I was like, can you take out all my teeth and just give me veneers? Like what the heck? I would like that. He told me to never say that again. He never wanted me to utter those words again. He was very angry about it. Give us give us dentures. But my one PSA is if you're listening to this and you have not gone to the medical doctor to get like your vagina checked and all of that stuff, go do that because that's very important for your health. I feel like teeth are kind of like a little more up in the air, but getting the vag checked (laughs) is very important. You know how, um, I don't know about you, but it's like, if you hear like the year 2006, it doesn't feel like it was like, it, (laughs) it feels like it was like. Not that last long. week yes if, i want to say like 10 years ago like it doesn't feel <laughs> like it was not. that long i it's know like it's 20 crazy. years ago basically <laughs> that i feel like the pandemic is similar that it's like 
it feels like, oh, no, I just went to the doctor. But it's like, wow, that was two years ago. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, that's what I'm over. The situation going on with my teeth. Thankfully, I feel like they feel like they're in good health, which is great. But I got to get an appointment. I will keep you posted. I will come back to the show and regale you with my tales of getting my teeth cleaned. So then, is that, is that what you, you're over this week as well? Or do you have something I, to add yeah, to the mix? I guess I'll just be over how much it costs. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a whole other separate topic. But you guys, as you know, if you listen to this show, we want you to be a part of the show. This is the portion when we always take a call from one of you. We have a phone number with the voicemail. The number is 562-661-5729. We want you to call in and leave a voicemail with whatever it is you're over. Give it to us in three minutes or less, though. Give us your name if you feel comfortable so we can like really connect as you rant. And um, yeah, I mean, who who are we going to hear from this week? Roll the tape. Hey, guys, my name is Bailey, and this is I'm Over It, my take on it. So what I'm over is kind of generally like the educational system in America. Um, I'm a senior in high school currently um, in California. So I've been like completely and utterly online. Um, second point, I like recently got a job for the first time because of the pandemic, I've been waiting until I got one. And I talked to my parents about it and they're like telling me all this stuff about taxes and stuff. I'm like, I didn't know that. I'm in an advanced econ class and I was not told that like 40% of our money is taxes. Did not know that. It would, you know, if I can, um, tell you how to like math, math, mathematically tell if like a circle is a circle. But I can't tell you anything about taxes. Um, and how they don't tell us how to like do anything in our college. Like most of my parents haven't gone to college. I'll be the first in my family. So like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to do anything. And I'm like texting my friend to a family. I'm like, hey, can you tell me what to do? And I just wish we had a better system that told us how to do anything in general. So yeah, um, that's my little rant on what I'm over. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope everyone who possibly hear this in the podcast you're doing well um love you wow okay she said so many things that resonate first off going and being a senior in high school right now in this pandemic just sucks and i'm so 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 sorry i hope you're ready to rage in college i hope you're oh, ready that to rage must be so exciting I can't believe, I don't, I, that sucks. Like, the, it really does. Like, you're lucky that you'll get your freshman year still. The people that didn't get freshman year, that's, I'm so sorry. Like, what freshman year is the best. But what I love that she focused on is a topic that I feel like I've discussed with so many people. I'm sure you included. I don't want to talk about it. And that is the fact that why the F did I take calculus? Why did I take trigonometry? Why in the world did I take like AP physics? Okay. I should have been taking classes on tax law. I should have been taking classes on how to balance my checkbook. I should have been taking classes on how to buy a house because you know what? That protractor and compass doing nothing for me right now. Okay. Thank you. I will say that I, as soon as you said on balancing checkbooks, we did have a unit in like, was it health or something? It was in fifth grade. Um, It was how to write checks. And I feel like that was the only useful thing I ever learned. 
Which P.S. When was the last time you actually wrote a check? Next question. Oh my God. Wait, but that b- reminds me that Megan used to write, try and write me checks for editing back in the day and she didn't know how. And I was like, I learned that in fifth grade. It's <laughs> hilarious. She would like sit there and she would be like writing it and she would just stop and kind of like side eye me. And I'd be like, <laughs> do yeah, you want me you, to do you a sign there? You? you write, you write the numbers there. <laughs> But it is such an interesting topic. I think, listen, getting an education can come in so many different ways, shapes and form. You can do it yourself at home just by learning. But how invaluable would it be if we were teaching young people things that are actually useful, things they could actually use in their lives. Absolutely. And I do think that they're like the general, general ed, like how in college, and I mean, in, in high school too, that you're learning like just English, like writing and like general tools to be able to do everything else too. That makes sense. But then when it gets into like statistics and like, unless you're gonna, I mean, I don't know, I, I guess people, people that want to go into that kind of career know early on, don't they? I I mean, I guess. I don't know. I had a whole conversation with my girlfriends about this exact topic. Like statistics isn't something you stumble into. (laughs) No, about this actual topic, because I I have a few girlfriends I haven't seen in over a year. And now that, you know, people are getting vaxxed and waxed, we're like, oh my gosh, let's hang out. So we got brunch outdoors very safely. And all of us were discussing like, the stock market and all these very adult things and just perplexed by the fact that now we're just trying to figure this out on our own, which I guess is fascinating. But when you already have a job and a life, it's like a lot to handle. Don't even get me started on cryptocurrency and NFTs and all the other things you can buy. It's all so much information. And also, I don't want to make this a gender thing, but like, doesn't it seem like all guys seem to just know everything about cryptocurrency. I think at like, least in my a newsletter, in my circle of friends and in my circle, like definitely I would say more guys are fascinated by the concept of crypto. But however, I was on Amazing Race with a girl who... And not to say that girls don't know about it, but it just feels like guys, that's just something they like innately know. I was on Amazing Race with... Do you remember the girls that were on Amazing Race that were models? So I was on Amazing Race season 28, which was all social media influencers. One of the teams was two girls who at the time were like famous Instagram models. One of them, after the show, um, got married, met this man that she fell in love with and got married. He's from Russia. And they met here in the States, though. They started a cryptocurrency company and they both disappeared now. Have I told you about this? Disappeared. Like they're gone. They haven't been heard from. And I guess the rapper, the game, you know, the game, the rapper, he invested in their company like millions of dollars. And now they're just they're they're gone. I'm like, where did they go? Where did they go? Left with people's money or they got like kidnapped? Don't know. No idea. No one knows where they are. So, Jessica, if you are listening to this podcast, girl, send me an SOS. I want to know what's up. Yeah. Did I have I told you about this? But yeah, they're involved in cryptocurrency. So that's like really my only connection to that world. Wow. That's a whole separate topic. That took a turn. You should do a documentary and find them and see if they're okay. That sounds like a true crime doc waiting to happen. 
It absolutely is. There's been articles written about it and stuff. I'll send them to you. Anyways, not to go off topic too much, but we're right there with you. We're so sorry that this is your senior year of high school. I hope you rage in college. And I hope that our education system starts like teaching a class on personal finance for young people. Yeah, but until then, look everything up online. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And with that, Lils, I feel like it's time for us to jump into the mean potatoes. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What is up, friends? We are back here on Overshare Podcast, and today you are in for a major freaking treat. So buckle up, grab your cocktail, grab your coffee, grab whatever you want to grab. Grab a friend if you want to, the more the merrier, because our guest today is someone that Lily and I said right before we started recording this podcast episode, someone we've actually been living parallel lives alongside for probably at least a decade. She's a YouTube creator. We kind of used to work together, sort of, and we'll get into all of that. And most recently, she also has a podcast called Not My Circle. Joining us today is Sharzad Kiyaday. Woo-hoo. Thanks, guys. I know today's going to be fun because I, you ladies just bring the fun and I feel like it's going to be a trifecta of fun. Oh, ooh, I like that. We do bring a lot of tangents, so get ready. <laughs> I'm here for that. So I kind of mentioned this during um, the intro that I just <laughs> really went on a tangent with, but it was easy to do because you are so multi-hyphenate um, that we like kind of worked together in the past, which is so funny, which I think is kind of a common theme with the friends that we've had on the podcast so far, just because the world in LA, especially and in the YouTube world is so small. But funny fact, Clever Style, which is where so many people know me and Lily from collaborating on, you actually like kind of started that channel, kind of, right? So funny. I, uh, yeah. One of its many eras. Yes. yes. This was a long time ago in the YouTube <laughs> space, back 10 years ago. I was just starting out and making a bunch of videos, food and beauty and all kinds of random like lifestyle stuff, travel, you know, it was just like whatever, whatever felt good at the time I made a video about. And 
my friend Carla, I don't know if you guys know Carla Cavalli, her of last name. Of course, we you know, know Carla Cavalli. Yeah, now yes. she's been married. I think her married last name is Strom. For some reason, yes. if I met somebody I and then they changed their name during the course of our friendship, it's very hard for me to like reprogram their new last name. And so anyway, Carla <laughs> was like, oh, you got to like, sync up with the clever girls. They're so fun. They do so many fun things. You do makeup. I think they're, she connected me. And I think I did probably one makeup tutorial a year, uh, a week for a year. Yes. All like celeb inspired looks. And this, this is 10 years ago. So I had your camera crew from clever come to my old apartment in Brentwood set up and I would do like three makeup tutorials in a row. It's so wild to but think I about met you guys. And I remember being, I met Brianna. Yes. I want to say mm-hmm. he came like once or twice to kind of oversee the process. But I remember thinking, God, I want to go in that office. The girls look like they're having so much fun all the time. And then, um, yeah. And then that, that year long thing kind of, it just sort of fizzled, not anything bad happened. Um, but I think they were adding other shows or something. And then I was, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. And then that's when I think Brie probably left a little bit after that. And then there was no one to really help man the ship, so to speak, (laughs) man the ship, but obviously it all works out and shakes out in the long run because you are freaking thriving. So for those of you guys who are not following Sharzad specifically on Instagram and or TikTok yet, just pause really quickly, go do that, then come back because the content that you serve up, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Do you consider yourself a comedian, like an accidental comedian, or is all of this a grand plan for you to like go on an HBO comedy tour? I mean, I'll take all of those compliments. (laughs) I don't consider myself a comedian, although I love being funny and I'm always happy to make fun of myself. Uh, I've got a little gem that I'm going to drop right after this. Oh, <laughs> a, little, a little something fun I've been working on. Um, yeah. And uh, I started throwing some random stuff up on TikTok and two of the videos did well for me. I've got a huge following on TikTok. I've got about 2000 followers right now. What? So. <laughs> oh, monetize that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like basically like a viral like TikTok. But that's the thing about TikTok. Anyone could go viral at any time. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, like, I'm saying like I've been throwing random stuff up there here and there, not taking it seriously. And then two of the videos kind of like hit the algorithm in a fun way. And I'm like, oh, maybe I am a TikTok star. <laughs> that's, TikTok yeah. is so much work, though. I don't understand half the shit I'm doing. Well, I guess I it depends no on what you do on TikTok to yeah. make it a lot of work, but I just, it, I get too intimidated and then I just, it's overwhelming. I feel like you would thrive because you guys are both so funny. Uh, but I know it's like just it's a place for funny. That's, that's very generous of you to say, especially coming from you. But I think in this landscape that all of us are in, and I'm sure you feel this too, especially because you have kids and like, that's like a whole full-time job in and of itself. But there's just so many platforms. It's like, you have a podcast, podcast, you have a YouTube channel, a podcast, you have a British accent, you have a podcast, you have a YouTube channel, you have all the other social platforms. And it's kind of like, gets a little challenging sometimes to have to cherry pick like, what do I do today? Or, you know, it's just, it's, ch- it's a little challenging to kind I of manage everything. 
Absolutely same. But I do want to touch upon the fact that like, okay, all of us did the whole clever thing, whatever. We never got to meet you. You were like elusive. We were like, who's this Sharzad who shoots videos at her home? We've never met her. It wasn't until years later that I actually met you in person, I think at an event or something like that. But by that time, you were also working on a very popular show on YouTube called The Sass, which was basically very similar to a show Lily and I worked on called Beauty Trippin', where we would go out into the world and get like the weirdest beauty treatments you have ever heard of. And I feel like we were doing a lot of the same things. What was the weirdest thing you and Susan ever did on that show? Oh my God. Well, so many things. Cause we would cover from like a luxury treatment in Beverly Hills. That was like, you know, $500 for like two hours of like scrubbing and rubbing and all kinds of fun things. But the weirdest one, and I don't know if you guys did this too, was the ghee in the eyes. Did, did ghee, you like that? butter? Like yeah. butter? Yes. No. So, Missed that one. It <laughs> sounds familiar, but I feel like it was in a food-related thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so we I, I guess there's it this treatment has roots in Ayurveda. And okay. do they wait, do they they it's like they they build yep. up a thing yep. and then they pour yep. something in? Yep. I didn't get it. I didn't get it done, but I <laughs> witnessed someone. Oh, wow. Um, I don't even remember. Yeah, someone got it done. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's supposed to, and my memory's a little bit fuzzy, but I think it's supposed to sort of clear the redness from your eyes. I'm like, if I'm remembering correctly. Everything we did on that show, it's like, oh, it detoxifies. It does this. I'm like, oh, bullshit. (laughs) That was probably the weirdest because they built like, yeah, like a dough-shaped sort of goggle thing onto your face. And then pour <laughs> ghee in your eyes. And I will say, people got angry at that treatment for oh, a while. Why? They were just like, this is the dumbest thing oh. I have ever seen. Don't tell people to do this. this <laughs> they were buying it. Um, but it, I thought it was, I always really personally enjoyed the intersection of like culture and beauty. Like it's right. interesting, like what women in India do as part of their beauty routine, you know, versus what somebody in Japan or somebody Korea or Brazil or America. I, I just find like that part of the beauty industry interesting when you add the cultural element, but yeah, I got like weird shit lasered, you know, I got like my <laughs> armpit hair removed. I mean, you guys do that. That's fine. Shit, so. Yes. Yeah, I, um, I don't really have to shave again. And I'm, and that's, I'm, I'm like, I wish so, we did you know. that. Major bonus. Plus, you also were a part of the mom's view, which is like such an iconic moment in YouTube history. You have your own YouTube channel. Like, how do you manage it all yourself? Well, it's funny. There's, you know, it it goes in waves. But the mom's view, when I started, I wasn't even a mom. So life feels oh you were like the fun like the fun like party animal probably at the time I I was actually it was very fun and then and also um, really quick who else was on the mom's view wasn't it Shay Carl's wife yeah Colette you um you guys yeah Colette Butler Kaylee Butler Carly Butler now Carly Wood and Angel Lakita Martinsley who was one of my most favorite humans of all time that was like the five main but we had like Candy Johnson would come on that's where I got to know Candy Um, we had a bunch of other people come on. It was, I have to say it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Um, I got so lucky to be on that. They like found my YouTube channel and they were like, you have hosting experience, right? When they called me and I'm like, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, 
like a ton. Like I just clever so style. Much. I basically was like, don't watch me on clever style. Cause I, that's, I have a host. The huge channel. <laughs> Well, you know, it was big. Well, it's a huge, it is a huge Well, now channel. it is. And, and uh, even at the time, I think it had like probably a hundred thousand subscribers 10 years ago. That was massive. For That's that true. Time, That's know? very true. So yeah, it, it felt, everything I've done has felt awesome and very cool to be a part of. Um, but in terms of managing it all, um, I don't know. It's all kind of gone in waves where nothing ever seems like too overwhelming to me. And now my schedule is really pretty chill. I mean, I'm, I'm responsible for two kids and making sure my oldest passes first grade, which pretty confident he's going to do. <laughs> and then you know, <gasps> my four-year-old entertained and stuff. And, and I feel like I'm in, a, honestly, I feel like I'm in a bit of a slow season and all the projects I had in 2020 kind of just came to an end. I was doing this well, the SAS had to end because it was just way too hard to shoot that. And it was time and we'd been doing it for about five and a half years. You know, it's just, it, it feels like we're running out of things to do. Yeah. I'm like, what, what's next? Like a butthole wax? Like I'm good. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I that exists. That's a thing. I know. I know. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound fun at all. Um, so, and then, you know, not my circle is like my new baby, which just felt like a really, um, fun thing for me to invest some energy. And I always feel like in my heart, I'm a really open-minded person. But then when I like kind of looked at my life and the people I actually talked to, I was like, you know what? I actually need to push myself out of my comfort zone and talk to people that are way different from me. So I think I'm open-minded, but then I'm like, but I've actually never talked to like really had a conversation with somebody who might've voted differently from me. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm open-minded, but when was the last time I had a conversation with a trans person about their identity and what that means to them? So it felt like a cool way for me to just push myself even further um, out of any kind of judgment, which I, I really hope I don't have in, in my heart, but I, it was a good way to sort of, um, converse with people that are really different from me. And every conversation I've had so far has been like a little mini education in a world that I don't know a lot about whether somebody works in the death industry or the sex industry or lives on a commune or they're a hunter. I grew up kind of hippie Bay area, vegetarian, never eaten steak. And, uh, and I talked to a hunter about like how he, you know, hunts and kills animals. So I just wanted to like push my mind open even more. It's such a it's such an interesting concept. And I've listened to a handful of episodes. And, you know, I think even if you are a person who thinks like, oh, I'm open minded and, you know, living in L.A., I've been able to meet so many people from so many different backgrounds, which is so cool and interesting to learn about different people. The options are endless because every single person on this planet is unique to who they are. But I'm curious to know from you, like, what's what was like the most personally like surprising or like shocking episode for you as you were like reflecting like, oh, my gosh, like I, I never knew that or I thought I was like this, but I had these preconceived notions or whatever. I feel like the hunter Evan that I talked to, like I, I truly had never talked to a hunter before about hunting. Maybe I'd talked to a hunter, but didn't know they were a hunter. And I don't know anything about that world. Like I said, I grew up just south of San Francisco. Not a lot. No, of there's not, not a lot of hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Cupertino, which is the home of the Apple computers. So there I was, was going <laughs> to say that's what my clock is always set to. Yes, yes. The little map, the the your little map icon. It's two eighty in Foothill, which was the exit for for my there house. So, um, 
that one was really interesting. And I actually felt like we had quite a bit in common. And um, he lives sort of in, uh, he lives in Southern Indiana, I guess, kind of close to Kentucky. And I told him if I ever go to Kentucky, my husband has a bourbon company, so he goes to Kentucky all the time. I said, if I ever go there, we're going to meet up and we're totally going to hang. His kids are the same age. He loves the outdoors, which I do too. He loves like eating healthy, organic. I'm like, I do too. I guess we just like eat. I like healthy, organic tofu. You like to <laughs> grass fed beef. Out. Yeah, but I <laughs> yeah. Like we like bonded and actually we talked for about 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes after we ended the episode, which ended up being an hour that I put up on the internet. There was so much more after that. And, um, and honestly, I probably could have talked to him for even longer, but I really had to pee. So <laughs> I, I would have kept going, but he, he's been really fun. But, you know, I just talked to a death doula, which is somebody. What who is helped. that? It's really, I've never heard of that. It'll go up. Um, I don't know when this will go up, but it'll go up soon on my end. It's somebody who helps prepare you to die. Um, so wow. if you are terminally ill or if your loved one is terminally ill, they will help you prepare for that transition. So there's a lot of like paperwork involved. There's a lot of like, um, you know, finalizing the details of your life, end of life celebration or funeral or how you want to be remembered. And it can be a really emotional for our family members to right. process this. You know, I'm just thinking, my, my dad passed away when I was 15 and it, he went through hospice and I'm like, where the fuck was our death doula? Yeah. So, <laughs> so true. Hospice nurses, but they did not do that. When, when my mom passed away there, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. 15 Thank is you. a fucked up age to lose a dad. Holy shit. Yeah. Any, <laughs> any age I'd say, but any age, you. but yeah. Um, when I lost my mom, um, it was just two years ago. So I, I had her for a long time. So I'm grateful for that. But one of my best friends, moms, who was also very close with my mom acted as sort of a death doula. She prepared my brother, sister, and I for what was coming. She helped get mm -hmm. my mom on all the right meds so that she was never in pain. She also made sure to bring up things that might've, that we might not have thought about, like getting the house in order, the finances in order. Cause we sold the house I grew up in right after she passed. So it was, there was like, like logistical things, you know, right. that, that you don't really think about, or you can't emotionally even comprehend because you're, you're dealing with grief. So it, it kind of gets that side of the process of somebody dying, uh, taking care of. So you can just grieve, which is, um, you know, it's an important thing to be able to just sort of process your sadness. Very Without true. Like, oh, I got to pack up this or I got to get talked to a lawyer. Or I've got to do estate planning. You know, that's overwhelming. I not to be like, I watched a movie like <laughs> this one time, but I recent, not that recently, but like a few months ago, watched um, Jason Siegel and I want to say Casey Affleck and it's called Our Friend. Oh, yeah. And it's um, uh, what's her name's in it, too. Um. Fifty Shades of Grey, Dakota Johnson. Oh, Dakota oh, Johnson. Yeah. Um, and it's her and Casey Affleck are married, and Jason Segel's the friend, and then she gets sick, and Jason Segel like moves in and helps take care of the family and stuff, and it's like the saddest, sweetest movie ever. But by the end of it, it's like all of them are so emotionally spent, and they do have someone come in and like they're like, okay, you all need to grieve and like go your separate ways and process this, and she like goes in and is like the. I guess death doula in the situation. Yeah. 
That's so that's so cool. And like, I would have never known that was a thing. But what a great what a great resource for your listeners too, who might be going through something similar. I hope so. Yeah. So, I mean, my sister's producing it. She's my best friend in the whole wide world. And it's really fun that we get to do this together. So she's finding everybody. So I do. That's so fun. I was going to ask you, because I love working with my sister, but my sister's got like, she has a real job. (laughs) My sister's a high school teacher. Um, Oh my God. She must have had a crazy year. Yeah. My sister is actually one of your biggest fans. (gasps) Funny fact. um, My sister has a very parallel life with you as far as her personal life, her kids, et cetera, around the same age as yours. And she thought she discovered you. Okay. Somehow you got served up to her on Instagram. She's like, look at how funny this. She was sharing your Instagram reels and stuff that you make on her Instagram story. And I was like, oh, Sharzad. And she was like, yeah, she's so funny. I found her on Instagram. I was like, no, you didn't. I found her first. I know her. It's so crazy. But you've been getting so many shares with specifically like the content you've been making surrounding like topics of being a mom and a wife and being like in COVID and in quarantine. So like, what has this past year been like for you, I love that you can make it like funny and good for you for posting. I'm like, don't do anything, and I'm here alone, and I'm like, Ugh, too much work. I'm so flattered. First of all, that makes me that like fills my heart with joy that uh, <laughs> that I put a smile on your sister's face or anybody's face. It really, really does. COVID's. I've had an emotional roller coaster ride during COVID for sure. I'll go, you know, a week without being able to like go on the internet because I'm just drained emotionally. Every now and then I get in a funny mood and it's on those days where I'm like, today's your day, bitch. Film it before you get pissed <laughs> like start off. banking content. Yeah, like I, I know for me, I'm sensitive. I get really, really, really emotional when I hear um, about gun violence or rioting or, you know, race crimes. And, not not been a good year for you. No, I know. I get really emotional. I know I'm not the only one, but I'm like, fuck, I can't go on the internet right now. So on the days when I am feeling funny and I feel like there's a way that I can make somebody else, um, also laugh at the, just the craziness of the world right now, then, then, then I want to strike while the iron is hot. But I think I'm, I think I am wired to be a happy person. Like my nature is annoyingly happy sometimes. I relate. (laughs) I relate. I do in general, like, you know, wake up in a fairly good mood. I I am one of those people who like try to find joy in fucking things, (laughs) you know, but I also feel like it's fun to make fun of yourself. And I, as much as I love a serious conversation, like talking to a death doula, I also feel like there is just a need to just laugh and not take shit so seriously. So if I feel like something is like a funny, silly moment, that's part of my day. Um, I, I like to think that other moms can probably relate. I'm also curious because my sister's kids are three and five. They're definitely at the age, especially my nephew, who's five, where he'll be like, 
that's not cool looking. Like you don't look cool. Like my sister and I were trying on swimsuits for a video and he was like, that one's not cool. Why would you wear that? You know, your boys are four and seven and sometimes they're in your content. And there's actually this specific video I'm thinking of right now where it's like, I'm the, the concept of the video is like that you're confused about like what your dance style is. Is it head, shoulders, knees, and toes? And that song is playing, but you're also doing like, like a sexy, like, you know, very like 90s, I'm in high school, like bump and grind kind of dance. And I see your son like walk through the frame. What do the boys think? Are they just like mom's doing weird stuff again? They know mama's wild and fun. Um, (laughs) I actually wonder that too. Like what do kids think? Like, do they know what social media is? Do they know what TikTok is? It's funny. Uh, My oldest, yeah, they do ish. Um, I'm actually really strict about screen time for my kids. They're not allowed to play with iPads. And I, I run a pretty tight ship when it comes to screen time for them. Um, and I, and I try and have really healthy habits myself too. Cause I feel like you got to lead by example, but, but I grew up in a very fun house in a dancing house in a music house with the, every time my mom was cooking, there was music on, there was dancing in the kitchen. I like to cook and be loud and entertain and have fun. And I'm with my kids all the time. So they're going to see me doing silly, funny things. They know mommy makes videos and puts them on the internet. Uh, you know, I'm really, really honest with my kids. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Captain Fantastic. It's one of my favorites. It's with um, Vigo Mortensen. Is that his last name? Oh, I don't think I've seen it. I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. And I, I, I really like how in the movie he's like, very honest with his kids about sex, about death, about, you know, whatever subject that's big and feels heavy. It's amazing how much kids can handle. I'm not telling them everything, but you know, I said my mom passed away and my oldest was, I guess it was, he had, he was just about to be five when she died. So he knew my mom and had to talk about where grandma went. I wasn't going to lie to him. I was going to tell him in the best way that I could, that made sense for him. And I've just always kind of felt like I want to be honest and not hide anything from my kids. Um, and so that comes with like making silly videos that video is like partially triggering to people, I think, because they're like, you're being sexy in front of your kids, which brings up funny questions of like, you're like, I'm so hot, though. Like, I have to be hot all the time. What am I supposed to do? Hide this hotness? Come on. Was it it the fuzzy socks I wore that was so (laughs) sexy in the video or the shirt that went up to my freaking neck? Was that the turn on? Or, Or also that begs the question of like, why is it bad to be sexy in front of your kids anyway? How do you think babies are made? Right. Oh my gosh. Have your, have your kids asked yet? That is like such a, I mean, I feel like most parents, I, I, when I think about like having kids and like when kids ask, where do babies come from? Like has, have your boys asked? Not in that way, but do kids usually ask their parents? I don't know. I feel like that's such like a TV show thing. Like like a TV show thing. yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they've seen my sister and my sister-in-law be pregnant. So they know like that a baby is in your belly and comes out and stuff. But I like have casually brought up sex here and there because I am getting to a place. I mean, I want my kids to know their body parts, right? right? I don't want them to be like pee pee and wee wee. I want them to know like <laughs> what a penis is, what breasts are, what, what things. Yes. 
they're allowed to touch privately yeah, like what's appropriate to what's touch, not yeah they're not allowed to touch other people's privates like we talk about body parts and um i mentioned it casually to my oldest not my youngest he's not i don't think he gives a shit about where babies <laughs> come from he's like are there cars are there donuts and can we go like play outside with a ball <laughs> Uh, whereas my oldest has a lot of big questions now, you know, he's, he's seven, like you, like, you know, um, and so he's, he's never said what sex or what is, where does a penis, what, you know, things like, what that. do you do with this thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't asked that yet, but I've kind of brought it up. I don't want it to be taboo and I don't want them to feel uncomfortable talking to me about anything. That is my goal. I want my kids to feel like they can say whatever they want. They also like, you know, they put lotion on and they touch themselves and I want them to feel comfortable touching their bodies. They have to know in, you know, where they're allowed. When and where, yeah. They're not allowed to like sit naked on a couch touching <laughs> themselves. They've got, you know what I mean? It's, I no, know that some sense. kids like have that issue though, that it's like the <laughs> teachers have to like write home to the, or like call home to the parents be like, yeah. okay, so. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it is a very, I think it's like from our, maybe it was bigger when we were growing up where like people's parents would call like it a hoo-ha or a, a pee-pee or whatever. But I think parents are so smart to just be like, like my nephew, Sam, he's five. He told my sister that a girl in his class, he's like, this girl in my class, she goes to gymnastics. He's in preschool. She's so flexible. She can do the splits and her vagina touches the ground. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, man, she's flexible. She must be training hard. He's like, yeah, but he doesn't think it's weird because it's just like, it's just a word. You know what I mean? No, if anything, I feel like I feel like I learned, like my mom definitely was not having that conversation with me and I definitely was not asking her, but I am thinking back to like (laughs) Titanic came out when I was seven and I saw that in the theater. So I feel like that was probably one and I can't imagine that was the first thing I saw, but that's just like the one that sticks out. <laughs> like the hand on the <laughs> but um so I feel like there was a lot of like assumption, like I feel like you talk to your friends about it a lot, but I don't feel like it was like people going home and asking their parents. And yeah. I don't feel like you always associated it with like babies and No, not at all. No, 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 no. It was like the sex you saw in movies was like not the same as like where do babies come from? Right. Absolutely not. But yeah, I mean, but look, I, I don't know. I'm open to other ways of approaching these big subjects. Um, we'll just wait and see what you do and then let us know. And yeah. then when we have kids years down the line, we'll just do whatever works well for you. It's perfect. Well, no. you know, I'm not trying to filter them too much. No, but back to what you were saying earlier about like, do they know about your videos and stuff? And you said they know that you post videos on the internet. How strange is it now that like, I mean, you could go out anywhere in LA. And if you like polled, I feel like 10 people, odds are one of them has like a decent amount of followers. How weird is it? Like, do they know that you, it's like, oh, mom posts videos on the internet, but like, no. Mom like has a lot of followers that she posts to on the internet. <laughs> like people are watching it. Yeah, they know, especially Idris, because when I was hosting the Mom's View, I was pregnant and then I had him and he was on camera with me a lot. 
And, you know, people would come up and say hi. And he remembers like people coming up to us and saying hi. I'm not saying I'm like the queen of the internet or anything. But kind of. But I always think back to um, there's an interview with, I, I think it's uh, Victoria Beckham. And it's like them talking about like, oh, like, how do your kids like react to you being uh, like famous? And they're like, oh, actually, they just like, don't get that like everyone's moms aren't pop stars and soccer <laughs> players. Like they just think that's the norm. And it's like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. But <laughs> that's actually really cute. I love that. That's so fun. So now like Sharzad, your your show, which I love that you're doing with your sister. Like I said, I think that's something so fun for you guys to collaborate on. Like how long do you plan to keep it going? And like, do you just have like the longest list or is there something or someone in a specific like lifestyle or occupation or whatever? that you would really love to talk to because I believe that everyone in the world listens to this show and you could just throw it out there and maybe they'll contact you because it also it's not just like oh weird jobs it's like lifestyle job it's kind of like whatever part of their life you want to dive into yes we have a a long google doc running list right now I really want to talk to a polygamist Um, oh my gosh that sister wife show right now that is on discovery plus (laughs) Yes, I really want to talk to a polygamist about the like logistics um, of everything. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, what do you mean by logistics? Well, like, like you know, who sleeps where and how does it actually... No, I'm very curious. Work? Please, yes. please, and, please do this. You know, is there like jealousy? And right. Is there a hierarchy? Like, are you number two or are you both equal or do you really get along or... You I know, think I there is a hierarchy. I, yeah, I just want to like talk to some. So we've reached out to a few. And then I actually think it would be really interesting to talk to a police officer right now. So that's yes. kind of like high on my list, a police officer. Um, believe it or not, I haven't, fortunately or unfortunately, haven't talked to any in a, in a, in a while. Um, <laughs> no trouble. So, no yeah. trouble. No, there was a streak from about 12 to 14 where I was talking to police officers. Oh, girl, I years. saw your photos from the 90s. You 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 got in some trouble. Oh my god! Yeah. I yeah. should pass along. There was I have a on my like videos to do along with fifty other things. Um, I there was a like won't reveal their identity. Someone I know has a family member that they basically said they would do like if they would do my the person I know would do the interview and we would like like unsolved mysteries, like silhouette them out. And they would talk about their family um, believes that like Obama is a lizard and like all of like the deep state conspiracy theories that are really just like straight QAnon, but like the deepest kind. Uh, I, we want to talk to a QAnon person. I haven't heard that Obama is a lizard yet. Oh, I mean, that goes into like Illuminati, like reptilian shapeshifter, like that like Katy Perry was replaced. Oh my God. So I I don't think they believe that. that (laughs) Um, My sister-in-law has met Obama um he was you should get him on your show not a lizard get obama hey get obama (laughs) he was not a lizard when my sister-in-law met him (laughs) i will confirm with so she actually was with him the night he found out he was becoming president i want to say oh that's not casual is your sister like um, a high-ranking member of like something she my sister-in-law had a motorcycle school in Chicago. So she taught everybody in Chicago how to ride motorcycles. What? Um, that is the best so, job I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. She she did a lot of cool motorcycle stuff. 
um, back in the day. She still does some now, but yeah, she did racing. Cool motorcycle and, stuff. <laughs> I know. She like raced in the Bonneville Salt Flats, which is this, I think she set a record for like going really fast. Have you guys ever heard of the Bonneville Salt Flats? Yeah. No, you're yes, speaking yes, a new yes, language to, to me. It's it looks wow. so cool. It's this area that's really flat. <laughs> and, um, it's in Utah. A lot of people set like world records racing on there because it's. Oh. The, I'm going to butcher this. And it's, it's just crazy. really pretty. And there's like Instagram pictures that people post. You can go also go for the gram. That's probably why I would go there. It's Let's be like, real. There's these majestic canals, but they're not su- not safe for public recreation. And it's like people started visiting because of this Instagram. And I guess it was chemicals and stuff making this oh, certain area really blue. They went a few years anyway, ago. Anyway, yeah. um, that's really... Awesome. Circling back, she, she did it. mention he was handsome, yes. well-spoken, just as dapper as they get and absolutely not reptilian. No, no. Although that would be fascinating. However, very untrue. I do feel as though it is a possibility because I'm delusional. You could very well have either him or Michelle Obama on your podcast because both of them have dabbled in the podcast space. It could be a great collab opportunity for them. I'm just throwing it out there. Just letting the world know. Um, If Sasha and Malia are listening, let your parents know. We would love to connect. Um, (laughs) But Sharzad, are you down to stick around for the last segment of this little show? Yes. So long, farewell. I hate us so much more now. All right. So for this final segment of the show, it's called Share Well, where we share something. We'll sing farewell. And it's something that brought us joy in the past week. It could literally be you know, a TikTok, whatever, anything on the spectrum. Um, Lil, do you, do you want to kick us off this week? Um, sure. Uh, yes. As usual, I will um, have mine be also a recommendation. Yes, <laughs> I'm great. I'm not all the way done with it, and I don't even know what it's called because I've been so engrossed. <laughs> um, there's a new docuseries on Netflix. Is it about, like, murders or something? I feel like Obviously. that's what you always like. yes. Um, it's called The Sons of Sam, A Descent into Darkness. I've never heard of The Sons of Sam murders. Uh, I texted my mom and she lived in New York at the time and she was like, yeah, I absolutely remember those. Never heard of them. Uh, really creepy, uh, satanic things involved and... It's really intense. bringing you a lot of joy. It brought me so much joy. No, I just haven't had anything to watch in a while. And I turned on Netflix and it was like five new things and it was a nice new mini series. I'm like, great. That's perfect. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I'm not allowed to watch. Um, what about oh, you? And also, I gave away my sharewell earlier at the beginning oh. of our Yes, episode. tell Sharzad so that you can just have an open book with her. Yeah, um, I uh, have a problem. Um, I'm admitting, I did it already publicly, that I just last night at 2 a.m. in the cover of darkness <laughs> threw away my Christmas tree. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yep. Oh my God. Wait a minute. No, I'm only admitting this on the podcast because I know my mom doesn't listen to it. Wait a minute. Hold on. I need a little it, bit more information. Well, I live alone and it was just, it's, I mean, it's definitely dead. It was very, <laughs> very shriveled, but honestly, it's not like they smell or anything. So, I mean, it's still, if you get close, it still smells good. So, um, I didn't have a reason to like, throw it away and then it was basically I have back issues so I like wasn't gonna do it by myself so that was like an excuse for a while and then I just kept forgetting and then it was just like fuck it's May 
Oh my God. That's and now so- it's also so dead and shriveled up that like it's pretty light. So and my oh, back's been doing God. okay. So. That is a world that's record horrible. though. So it's actually, I'm I'm very happy for you that you did that. Um, I even super like, curious. I, I tried to like pick up the needles that like fell behind it. So no one knew where it came from. Quick cue, was it decorated still? No. No, okay. no I, I said that as if like, no, of course not. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, no, I don't. I think I only took the ornaments off dead, two months ago. You had a dead It wasn't tree. that dead. It wasn't like brown. Okay. It was, it was kind of brown. It was like, I like I saw it. It was kind of brown, actually. Oh my God. But she doesn't have a fireplace in her house, so it wasn't a huge hazard, which made me feel a little less stressed out. Um, But yeah, wow. It's a big day for Lil's in her home. I'm Um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Turning over a new leaf. No pun intended. (laughs) Sharzad, what brought you joy this week or is bringing you joy this week? I'll tell you something that's bringing me so much joy. (laughs) Realizing that you're not irresponsible enough to not have a Christmas tree in your living room in May. Um, this brand is not sponsoring me, but the drink can, the cannabis infused cans of heaven, it's, oh. I, I, they're so good. It's, um, they're like 30 calories for a can or 50 for the big Wait, what's, one. What's the brand? Um, it's called can C A N N. Their Instagram is drink can. It's like oh. infused, like basically cannabis infused, sparkling flavored water. Interesting. So good. And so I don't really like to be like high or out of it, but this is just the most mellow, easy thing. (laughs) (laughs) This is the most like mellow, easy thing ever. And it really helps me sleep. I am a troubled sleeper and just a little bit, like one tiny can, two milligrams of THC helps me sleep. And it's also just really relaxing and it's my, it brings me so much, so much joy. It's your special You can also get a small bottle of syrup that contains more than 90 milligrams of THC for around the same price. And it, you can just add drops to your favorite beverages. Oh, that's interesting. Just telling me about that. I haven't done that. You know what? That This world of like the CBD infused drinks is new to me. See, I, does drinking it, is drinking it the same as eating it? Does it like... F- I feel like it, but I... Well, for me, like it... If I have one You're glass, not... Glass it's not like enough time. that it's going to really like... Well, it's Mess up your day, it's, but... It's it's like the act of like having something fun in a wine glass while my husband's drinking bourbon and I'm drinking this. I like... My husband has uh, a lot of bourbon. Like he's seven bourbon, little plug. But... And um, then you don't have to... <laughs> That it wouldn't be like me, like pulling out the bong. That would actually be a much more like socially appropriate way to smoke I, at a friend's no, house. I, I haven't hit the bong in a long time because <laughs> my throat hurts. See, that's I. It's funny because I feel like as I got older, like I wouldn't say I, I'm. I think probably not as men actually that's a lie I think probably more of my friends smoke now that everyone got older because now it's like a nice way to like relieve yourself after work is like everyone goes home and smokes wool but in college I feel like everyone had bongs and that was what I always smoked out of in college and then I kept it because that was always less harsh on my throat and then I feel like everyone like downgraded to little pieces and that just like feels like I'm putting fire onto my yeah Smoking any flowers hurts my throat. So I just... I so just, I should try the can. Try the, the can. can. C-A-N-N. I, I want... Yeah. I would die to see Jocelyn drink one. You could try oh a my CBD gosh. one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I can't even take melatonin. Okay. I will wake up in six years from now. I take an oh. ibuprofen. I feel like I'm amazing. I'm too sensitive to everything. I have to be very careful with all Dawson's this one of those stuff. people that's like, oh my God, I had an Advil three days ago. Can I have a glass <laughs> oh, of wine? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. But oh, I am glad it. that you I am glad that you brought up your husband's bourbon company because all of the marketing materials and you know everything that I've seen from it looks gorgeous. And yet another reason for your kids to have the coolest parents ever, a mom on the internet and a dad with an alcohol company. You guys are basically Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber. Yeah, what the F fussed with them, but yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's crushing it. I'm so proud of him. His, his other business closed during COVID. So this has been his um, new baby that he had been working on, luckily, for about a year and a half, two years before and just timing wise worked out. Um, and he's in Kentucky now and he's coming out with some amazing stuff. I'm so proud of him. That is awesome. Plus, I'm assuming you just get like free bourbon for life, which bonus. We do. We do. We do. We're fully stocked with the bourbon. <laughs> it's really good bourbon. It's a premium brand. So it's just it's won every like spirits competition it's been entered in has won like the highest awards. That um, is right. so, so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. What, what was your thing that was Oh, you? what brought me joy this week? Um, well, kind of like deep thoughty, but you know, obviously we've been living inside for the past year. And during COVID, one of my best girlfriends who moved to New York after college, she'd been living there like for what, over 10, 10 or 15 years in a very small apartment in Brooklyn with her two small children and her husband. They were finally like, get us the F out of here. We cannot live in this tiny place anymore. So you guys, they sold all their furniture. They got rid of everything. They rented an RV, put their kids inside and drove to California where they have been living for the past year. But because, you know, they have a lot of high risk people as far as their parents, people in their inner circle, I have not seen them <laughs> since they've been living just a few miles away. So finally, last weekend, I was able to get a very small brunch with a few of my girlfriends. And I'm a, I need to be around people. I'm like an extrovert. And I like being around people and going to things and doing things. And so it just felt so good to like go to brunch, which I know sounds so silly, but I feel like the cool takeaway, if you can even say that from the past year, is like all these things that I took for granted that were little things, these little moments that I definitely enjoyed, but like now I appreciate them so much more. So I'm just looking forward to like, going to Europe or something someday. Right? I know. Anyways, Sharzad, thank you so much for coming on our show. We are going to link to all of your things, including your podcast, which is absolutely a must listen. You'll be fascinated. You'll definitely learn something that you probably didn't know beforehand. Um, Let us know when you, you find the polygamist or if yes. anyone knows one. Oh my gosh. Polygamous slide into my DMs. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Sharzad, what about someone in the Amish community dying yeah. for you to do that? I think yeah. Anthony, you should um you should get some some of the people that were uh I don't think he's done it yet, but Anthony Padilla is doing okay. a a episode on it soon. Amish? Yep. So it, it, he does like I spent a day with blank and it's like several people. So you could maybe pick from his. Well, the key, the goal would be to spend the day with these people, like on a commune or not like that I would hunt, but that I could go experience what it's like to, to do like the, the show, the, like the sass, but like with, 
Yes, yes, yes. I mean, always- that's the dream. I feel, it's very like Vice. So Vice, can I have a show, please? Oh my gosh, put it out into the universe. Oh my sure. God. I'll help you make it. Lily yeah. is the master producer of these kinds of things. You guys really should collab well, on this get, project. We co-host together. Oh my god! You can host it. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to be on oh, it. I'll just, I'll just be it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I could talk to you guys for so long, Jocelyn. I love all the fun things you're doing with flipping homes. That oh, concept. thank you. So crazy cool. Where are you living in LA still? I feel like oh, you're yeah. in Arizona. No, I'm in LA. Same girl. Same. Okay. okay. Um, I'm living in LA, but um, this is like a podcast exclusive. Hey, <laughs> uh, um, over the last year during COVID, during quarantine, like, you know, obviously there's not much we could do, but construction is essential. So we flipped three houses over like the last nine months. One's in Pacific Palisades in California and two are in Arizona. And I'm going to release it later this month as a six-part miniseries on my YouTube channel. So I'm very excited. say five-part. Oh, well, yours is the sixth part. Lily's cutting my trailer. (laughs) So she's like, I didn't know there was a sixth video. I was like, so that's wrong. But, but yeah, um, I think I think like even with your podcast and with like all the cool stuff that you've been doing or like your husband's new business, I think it's been fun to see how people pivot during this time if they're able to. And and there's been some cool things that have come out of it. So totally. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. That is so, so, so cool. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I was so flattered when you asked me to be a guest on. I don't know. Um on the emails, I was just all caps, like, yes, 100 percent And they got back to me. Your your people got back to me. They were like, we love your enthusiasm. Our people. Like, oh, Our people. Like, oh, we do have amazing people. This podcast would not be possible like, guys, without your the amazing off. work of Katrina and Melissa. And with that, you guys, thank you so much for listening. If you are new here, please subscribe. Please give us a rating. Please leave us a review, even if it's like five words or less, because anything helps. We want to welcome more people into this little overshare party. And um, yeah, with that, this episode is, it's over. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.